Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Marketing is a puzzle. So you're going to get there and you're going to get a wonderful puzzle. You might get one day very little money, a very complex product to sell, and very and a, and, and a channel uh, to play with. So you need to be super curious at the puzzle. Don't get bogged down with the limitations. Look at the things you can do. Marketing is, um, the beauty of marketing is it relates so much to creativity and your ability to rethink things. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney, and I am thrilled to be here today joined by Christina Kens. Christina, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Jenny. So, Christina, you're Chief Growth and Sustainability Officer at Kraft Heinz. Is that correct? That's correct. So that's such an interesting title, and I want to get into that. Um, I know you joined Kraft Heinz in 2020, which was right um, when the pandemic was starting. Um, and you have history at Danone and PepsiCo. So I'm going to be very excited to hear more about that and really unpack that because I just think anytime I talk to to marketing leaders, I love learning more about their backgrounds and sort of the path that got them to where they are. Uh, because I think that just says a lot about the person and about really their expertise, their leadership, and their approach to marketing. So before we get started, I would love for you to share with everybody a little bit about your backstory. I think there are three things that will highlight from my journey. The first one is that I started in the advertising world. Uh, I was very young. I was backpacking around Australia when I landed an ad job. And it was fantastic because it got me to learn about creativity. It got me to learn about consumers. And it got me to understand a fantastic world. Um, then I, I worked for three major FMCGs, uh, the first one being PepsiCo. PepsiCo is a very interesting company when it comes to forming leaders and forming people who understand the business in a holistic way. And with them, I spent more than 10 years. And, and then I moved to Danone. Danone was a great school to learn our sustainability. I had the absolute pleasure to lead the 100 year anniversary of the Danone brand. And then four years ago, um, a little bit less than four years ago, I joined Kraft Heinz. And it's been a fantastic journey with Kraft Heinz also, as you were saying, I'm Chief Growth Officer and Chief Sustainability Officer which is a very interesting role because it, it takes care of all the disciplines of the consumer, from R&D to innovation, to content, to MarTech, to insights, 
and to that I was able to add the growth officer, uh, which is doing all that with a sense of sustainability. Yeah. But I mean, what's interesting is notably absent from your title is the word marketing. Can you talk about that, what that is is really indicative of? What do you mean absence? It is there. I mean, a growth officer is is basically a person who takes care of growth and there's no growth without consumers. And Great no answer. Consumers without marketing. <laughs> Great answer. Love that. Love that. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think, and that's the whole point these days. I mean, people, titles are, are so um, varying. And at the end of the day, marketing is a true growth driver within organizations. It needs to be um, oddly, though, it feels like there's still, you know, we talk so much about our CMO set up for success or are people who are overseeing the marketing strategy within their organization set up for success. When you went to Kraft Heinz, what did you what did you know you needed to have in order to be successful? I think in order to be successful in marketing, you need to be both. Uh, you need to be, uh, be scientific. You need to understand data. You need to understand commercial you need to understand uh, finance, you need to really know your business. And on the other hand, marketing is also an art form. You need to be able to imagine the future. You need to be able to have a vision. You need to be able to articulate a dream. And, and if you look at it as a Venn diagram, you need to have both. And the market stands in the middle in a way that it can, it can drive the future. It can reimagine the future of a company. So this is what you need to have. You need to have both things. Yeah. Do you? I, I need to ask you this question, Christina, because I'm I'm curious about this. Um, do you think, with the focus on data and um, you know, there's been so much attention paid to the performance of marketing, do you still think that CMOs have the ability to be creative? You know, is is it a role within their organizations where they can manifest their passion for creativity in the same way that historically? hundred percent, hundred percent. I do not understand my job if it's not based on creativity. And I will give you several examples. First of all, if you look at what we've done in Kraft Heinz, but creativity is at the very center. First of all, with the consumer. Cannes awarded us as the most creative food company in the world and the fourth in total, uh, just after... People like Heineken or Dove or Apple, which is it's outstanding to be up there. Um, you do that by bringing a culture of creativity in communication. You do that by having everyone able to bring ideas. Then if you look at the way we look at partnerships, we wanted to get into the plant-based business, but we didn't want to buy a company. So instead of that, we did a JV with Notco. So that's an example of creativity in business. If you look at what we're doing with our tech platforms, Pulpex, uh, for example, how we created um, a partnership uh, with a company to create a bottle that is not made of plastic, that is made of Pulpex, of, of paper, recyclable, recycled uh, wood. So those things, they are born out of creativity. So 100%, I think creativity is at the very core of anything we will do nowadays yeah. in a company. Yeah. Um it's interesting because I think we've of late we've seen CMOs move to, back to agency side, you know, in some cases where they felt like the creativity, the opportunity to, to manifest creativity was really more on the agency side, which I think is an interesting uh, dynamic that I think we will continue to, to watch and look at. Um, but, you know, this whole concept of going into an organization, selecting an organization as much for the opportunity that it's going to afford you as much as 
the opportunity, you know, the opportunities that you are going to create for it is is so key, you know, in in making choices. You said you personally, you've been at PepsiCo, Danone, and then now Kraft Heinz. What's been sort of the um, the consistent thread for you? You know, when you assessed where you were going in making intentional choices about your decision to go work for these companies, um, what was consistent across the board? To me, there's three things. One of them, the first one being, on, actually, no particular order, learning. I need to feel like I'm learning. I started in the agency world and I loved it. The, the only thing is I felt that I needed more runway yeah. to grow, to learn, to understand, to impact. So impact and learning will be will be at the core of my decision. The next one, I have to admit, is my family's well-being. Like I have, I have said no to moves and to career steps because I felt that the location or the moment wasn't right. And... and the third one will be the values. If I feel like I'm not aligned with the values of the company, it's very hard for me to perform. I, I perform with a lot of passion. I'm very dedicated to my job and I'm dedicated to my teams and to the well-being of the collective that I have around me. So if I don't feel like that, like I bring that, like I bring my whole self into the picture, it's hard for me to operate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Talk a little bit about what you've done since you've gotten to Kraft Heinz. What are you most proud of? You know, what has been sort of um, some examples of, of the kind of um, impact you've been able to have on the company that you really want to point to? Okay, well, going from the macro, uh, if you look at the international zone, um, it was created in 2020. And we've been super successful at driving double-digit growth. We've been growing faster than the competition in our core categories, like in sources. We are now the number one sources company in the world, in the, in the international side of the business. We have earned uh, value market share for the Heinz brand amongst most of our international geographies. And we've been fast to grow in industry channels, like for example, food service or e-com. So that from a macro, so we, we've managed to have a very big performance. And then, what was beneath that? Um, we have been very, very busy at creativity. If you look at the performance of Heinz in creative, it's, it's very visible. But also in the how we've done that, we brought a culture of creativity into a company by, for example, setting up our internal agencies. Mm-hmm. We did the kitchen, and the kitchen was something that um, I led implementing in nine different geographies across the planet. And what is important for me was to bring this notion of um, MarTech, like you were mentioning before, the ROI, the MarTech, but also the culture of creativity inside of house. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward um, four years into the journey, and then you see that we've been nominated as the best internal agency in the world by Trump, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We won one lion in Cannes with our internal agency, um, and all that in return have brought us uh, much closer to the consumer. We're able to have a full funnel. We we're able to read the consumer, work on awareness, work in consider- consideration and work on conversion. We're able to drive personalization at scale. And that gives us an agility that is making this a very interesting place to work. So mm-hmm. in turn, it's helping us to become a very interesting employee to attract talent that wants to be creative and wants mm-hmm. to impact in a very handsome way. So this is for me, from if you like, from from the macro to an example on how we drive in that. Um, 
what I would say has been the ripple effect that we have created in the business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, you reference your teams and attracting great people. How are you as a leader? You know, what is your leadership style? How do you think about – one of the fun questions I ask people is – Imagine yourself as a soccer player on a field um, or a football player on a pitch. You know, are you – what kind of a, a leader are you? What kind of a team player are you? Are you at the front trying to score those goals at every every chance you get? Are you in the midfield trying to kind of hold the line? Or are you in a defensive position trying to protect your goal from competition? You know, where do you find yourself um, in that dynamic? I find myself as the coach, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I see my role as I need to ensure that the players have the right conditions, the motivation, the capability to, to do the job, to take risks, to jump into the play field. Of course, if I need to go into the pitch, I will go. But I don't find that my job is to be the scorer. My job is to create the conditions to score. Mm. And I love to watch my team win. I'm a competitive person, but I only understand competition if it's done as a team. I don't like competition for the sense of competition. I don't like winning unless I'm winning with, with my people. No? It, it always feels like a team effort. And I love creating that condition to win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk now about like the the data component of marketing that, that I referenced earlier that's become obviously, I mean, it's just so so foundational. Talk a little bit about your retail strategy, your first-party data strategy, you know, how you guys are approaching um, getting your clarity on your market. Yeah. I think you that, that question now has become um, a bit complex because depending on the market, you have different regulations on first-party data. What I can tell you is that um, we, we create a system where we can read as much as possible for the consumer, and then we create agile tribes. Without tribes, we're able to do personalization at personalization scale and we're able to move at the speed of culture. Mm. So I would say that um, MarTech for us is across. We, we implement it in all the different markets. However, the how you can, you can create that kind of party data, first party data, is very different uh, depending on the, on the landscape, on the regulatory landscape that we have. Talk a little bit about, you know, just um, in terms of um, cultural cultural swings you're noticing, you know, just in terms of consumer preference or, um, you know, what they're, what they're, what they're buying, what they're spending money on, you know, what are some of those cultural and consumer insights that you're paying particular attention to, um, that obviously have impact on your products, but also that sort of 
frame for you, um, you know, your path forward in terms of where you're placing bets and, and making investments? Yeah, I think um, there's a simplification in the world of food, on the world of FNCG food, which is you need to look at taste, nutrition, and planet. The consumer wants to enjoy what they eat. And so it's always important to have a product performance behind anything you do. But more and more, um, we need to make sure that we're doing those things with an eye on nutrition. So nutrition is becoming much more prevalent in most mm. of the markets. And the third one is planet. I just came back from COP28, and it's amazing to see how the food systems are becoming a central talking point on the well-being of our future, no? the well-being of our planet. So I will say that uh, in a very simplified way, I uh, will encourage uh, food companies to look at that, taste, nutrition, and planet. Um, another question I want to ask you was around just literally where your brand needs to show up. Um, you know, we're living in such a fractured world and you have such a global purview. And, you know, brand safety is such a big issue right now. And obviously creating or marketers finding spaces where they can tell their stories, connect with their consumers. Um, you know, it's it's becoming increasingly hard to find those those spaces and places, right, where where brands can have a dialogue, have a narrative present their messaging, how do you regard the landscape, you know, the media landscape and, and where you feel like um, it makes most sense for you to show up? I think I think from a media landscape, um, it would depend again on the market, but you need to be, you need, you need to be quite market-driven no? and have partners who understand where you consume and then and there. I'm going to give you one example. We wanted to talk to the consumers about saving our salt. We wanted to explain our agriculture stories because we've been quite vested at, at driving healthy soils, with, especially with our sustainable tomatoes. But we couldn't get consumers interested on in coming to our websites. And we built all that beautiful background and nobody was seeing it. So we decided to go where the consumers were. And we wanted to get to the younger people. So where are consumers? Consumers are gaming. It was a gaming. So what we did it is we we created, we played with Fortnite onto creating a, a game where we're replicating our farms and we're replicating the conditions in which we grow tomatoes. And then from that, uh, we got consumers coming, playing. The game actually represented, um, the, the, the island was decreasing its size. Mm -hmm. as they were playing. So mm -hmm. that was very side-guessed. It was very linked to what's happening in the world, which is that the soils are getting depleted day by day. And then when we got the curiosity, we took them into, into our websites and we took them into a conversation. And what happened is that we got nearly 2 billion impacts from that campaign. And we got them into understanding, you know, there is a problem out there and we're trying to do something about it and and it's up to us uh, to make sure that we're saving every part that needs to be saved to, to get to a better place. So you'll say, oh, wow, you know, that, that was all that for, uh, <laughs> for get people into a website. No, it was all that to get people into a conversation. The how uh, relates exactly to what you were asking is we needed to get to the consumers where, you know, mm. otherwise uh, you, you're not making noise. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned gaming, and obviously sports has been such a, an area of focus for so many brands. Always has been, but it feels like right now it's it's even more so. 
Um, how do you regard sports marketing, you know, partnerships? Um, obviously, Kraft Heinz home is, you know, Pittsburgh, and there's there's historically been um, relationship with the Steelers. How are you approaching those things now? I, sports at the end of the day is two things. Is one, you, you need to make sure that your brand fits with the message you might be given in terms of sports. So there has to be a natural match. You need to have a storytelling that fits. And the second one, uh, which is something that I love from sports, is that they're all, they're the very own media channel is a way to make an interesting media agreement um, to reach your consumers, which links to your question, no? like uh, how do you reach consumers? Well, consumers are gaming, consumers are watching sports, so you need to get a way, you need to get a way to get to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I feel like a lot of, you know, I mean, listen, we're we're living in a time when when sports really is is a an escape for a lot of people. It's an opportunity to kind of get away from, um, you know, perhaps um, the day to day, and and it's it's really it's an awesome convening platform as well for people. Um, one other quick question I want to ask you was: you said, Christina, you you um, spent time at PepsiCo. I just find that so fascinating. There's there's such an incredible network of alumni, marketing alumni who have come from PepsiCo, no surprise, because for decades it's been such such a developer of star marketing talent. How do you think about, you know, that network that you're able to tap into because relationships in this industry are just so key? And how does that continue to support you? Well, first of all, I spend so much time there that I have many, many friends and it is wonderful to see them grow and, and to see them doing well. One of the things that I've done with them is a few weeks ago, they invited me to a creative masterclass. So I came in and, and I, was, I was the guest and they were asking me questions about creativity, how do we build the internal kitchens, how do we build um, a culture of creativity. So I continue being being engaged in some conversations, and that is more in a in a formal way, no. And and every time they call me, I'm I'm happy to to have this type of conversations because it, I'm I'm very linked to them from so many years being close to that company. The other way is very informal. I continuously get like I ask my opinion or I ask them or. It's good to have a network of trusted people, and, and PepsiCo is part of my past. It is. It is. And I know so many who have come from there and are just doing extraordinary things like you. Um, so, no, it's, 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 it, it is a powerful network. And obviously there are others in this industry, but um, PepsiCo is certainly one of, one of the biggest. Um, when, you know, I, I have historically spent a lot of time with um, students at universities, business schools, and you know, look, I have a passion for the marketing industry. I think it's one of the most dynamic, to your point, creative, um, purposeful. How would you want to get the next generation excited about this and choosing this as a business, as a practice, choosing this as a career path? You know, based on your experiences and your learnings, what would you? What advice would you give them? And what would you say? Why should they come work in the marketing realm? I, I think you need to learn to fix stuff no like um, marketing is a puzzle so you're going to get there and you're going to get a wonderful puzzle you might get one day very little money a very complex product to sell and very and as and a channel uh, to play with so you need to be super curious at the puzzle 
Don't get bogged down with the limitations. Look at the things you can do. Marketing is, um, the beauty of marketing is it relates so much to creativity and your ability to rethink things. Uh, one of the questions that sometimes I'm asked is, is about budget. Like, uh, do we have big budgets? We, especially international, we don't have big budgets. But there's a beauty on that. Uh, it makes us more creative. We are very keen on understanding ways of our ROI. We are very keen to get into fantastic advertising. We're very keen to partner with agencies who, are, who will help us into making better creativity. So this is what I will say to people. At an early age, when you get confronted to any marketing decision, look at it as a whole puzzle. Don't look at the limitations. Look at the beauty that lies behind that. Yeah. which is with marketing, the sky is the limit. It's going to be as good as what you can imagine. Yeah. Are you happy that you started on, on the agency side? Do you think that that set you up for success in a unique way? I mean, what, what, are, what are the learnings that came from starting there? That, that is a wonderful question. I think, I think I am. I am very happy. Apart from it was a lot of fun. I was very young. I was something like 21. Um, yeah, and also I, I, I was in Australia, and it was, it's a funny story because I was backpacking in Australia. And when I got offered that job, um, I decided to stay. And, and incidentally, I, I met my husband there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, yes, it was, it was a very, very productive trip. And advertising <laughs> was part of it, of course. <laughs> but it probably gave you that ability to see, I mean, working for many brands, obviously, gives you sort of a bit of, Agility, flexibility, all those words we like to use as far as, you know, seeing what's possible. And so then when we, when you went to the brand side, I'm, I'm sure you applied those kinds of learnings, that perspective, uh, to you know, once you were on the brand side. A hundred percent. I think it makes you that. It makes you understand the consumer, love the consumer, uh, imagine uh, responses, imagine the future. I think it's part of your imagination being in agencies. I think it's a beautiful world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my final question is always, you know, who's next? Who else should we interview for the Marketing Vanguard podcast at Adweek? Who else out there is somebody you either you admire from afar or you know well, but somebody who is in a marketing leadership role that you think is doing extraordinary things that you think we need to interview? I will suggest uh, Peter Bardell. He's the founder of Revolt. Uh, he has a great creative head. Uh, he has won many legends and prizes. But what I think is very unique is what he's building with Revolt. Revolt is an agency that connects ESG with uh, creativity and, and is able to help and import process for companies and brands. So I think he's in a very, very new space, very unique. And him himself, I find him to be a very wholesome individual and professional. So I'm sure you you will have a fantastic conversation with him. Excellent. Well, we will reach out to him. And in the meantime, Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great conversation. Uh, I look forward to meeting you in person sometime, someday soon. And in the meantime, we, we're excited to, to watch um, where Kraft Heinz goes under your marketing leadership. So thanks so much. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. 
You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.